Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Why not? One more time for this season, you know, connecting back to 2022 with Eric Wood, who joins us from somewhere in the Phoenix area here on the West Her Hotline. Eric, how has your week been? Uh, I'm doing well. I get to Phoenix tomorrow, so I'm oh. mobile, but I will be out there tomorrow. I'm sorry for that mistake. I thought you were there, but okay. Is that good. No worries. Is that enough time? Uh, yeah, it'll be plenty of time. Uh, getting to knock out a bunch of things, going to play some golf, going to potentially go out to the Waste Management Open. I have a couple uh, Q&A appearances I got to do and catch up with a bunch of buddies and should be a good time. How many like ex-players go to this? I mean, the golf the golf thing probably helps. It's a it's a draw, right? Like, would you expect, or are you planning on running into a lot of people that you played with or against? Yeah, and I've talked to a bunch of guys. I, I think there's a ton of people. I mean, a, a lot of guys that are in sports media will be out there, um, which include a bunch of former players. But mm-hmm. I'm staying at Richie Incognito's house. Um, Going to catch up with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Chris Long, who has the Green Light podcast. I'm supposed to do an appearance with him and. Bo Allen and yeah there's a there's a ton of guys I mean when I was playing I I always described Super Bowl weekend like spring break for NFL players I mean you can really do it any which way you want you know you have the guys at Radio Row representing the big businesses that pay them to go there and speak on their behalf and then you have hospitality suites and day parties that are kind of networking opportunities and then at nighttime it's all your favorite musical artists performing at all these different parties and nice dinners. It's it's a, it's a reward, especially as a player. It was a reward for um, uh, a hard work of season. Right on. So Chiefs and Eagles, no Bills here, of course, but two one seeds. Eric, this is a pretty good matchup. It's a great matchup, and you know the Eagles uh, they they looked formidable when Jalen Hurts went out and he came back, and they've been playing excellent. This defense is incredible. John Gannon, their defensive coordinator was a teammate of mine at U of L. He ended up having a career-ending hip injury, and so he got his coaching career started early. He hopped right under staff under Coach Bobby Petrino, who at the time was one of the hottest young coaches in the game. And so he got his career started there and has risen the ranks quickly, and I expect him to be a head coach at some point in the near future. Um, and Shane Sagan, their offensive coordinator, was actually at the University of Louisville as well at some point. So um, obviously, with those two having Louisville connections, really well-coached Eagles team, but uh, they have talent all over the board. Ross Tucker said on my Center on Buffalo podcast last week, I believe he said 18 of their 22 starters are either Pro Bowl, were either nominated to the Pro Bowl or were an alternate, which is, is staggering. I understand they had the best record in the league, and that contributes to that, but they're great on both sides of the line of scrimmage, which makes it easier on a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I like their creativity on offense and how it all meshes together. 
um, kind of led by that run game, but the RPO stuff up is, is really incredible. And then Kansas City has all the experience, uh, whether that's coaching, whether that's the players that have played in the big game, have done this before. And so it's, it's a great matchup. You know, Eric, at the risk of, of boiling this down um, too far, um, I, 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 we were talking about this yesterday. I mean, go figure. We're talking about the Super Bowl on our show. Um, and I sort of realized it's, it's one of these opportunities we get as observers for there to be like a referendum on what kind of team you want to put together. The Eagles, like you're saying, are, you know, and Ross Tucker's been on our show every Thursday at 5 o'clock all season, and he works on their pregame stuff. You know, it's the best roster in the league, um, just really stacked team. And the Chiefs are not quite that. I mean, they've got other stars, but it's really like Mahomes. And especially going into this game, his receivers have been dinged up. So it feels a bit like the complete team with the, you know, kind of bringing the young quarterback along versus the team with the $50 million golden armed guy playing quarterback and like which model is going to prevail. Yeah. I don't know if it's kind of which model that maybe necessarily your franchise needs. Um, to try to mimic, I'll say that, you know, there's there's different ways. We've seen Super Bowl champions built with really strong defense in the past. We've seen them built with uh, explosive offenses. Essentially, you're going to have to play some defense at, at some point to win a Super Bowl. But we've seen them built in different ways, whether it's been young quarterbacks that can invest in a ton in a defense like the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, uh, which – this Eagles team reminds me a little bit of just based upon their run game and defense and how they're built. Uh, but then we've seen teams led by Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes and, and you name it with the strong top-tier quarterback. I wonder if, you know, it seems maybe, Eric, that it would be appropriate for a team that runs it like Philadelphia to win it this year with how teams built around quarterbacks passing, not that, Philadelphia didn't thrive in that area too, and Kansas City, of course, in this game and more. But it was harder this year. Adjustments were made, and it was harder. You did not see, you saw a decline in in passing numbers in the league. And the Eagles, I mean, I guess this game will determine whether or not they were just like a, a dominant team. They're the first team, top three in offense and defense, to make the Super Bowl in more than twenty years. So if they win, like that's they'll be seen as you know on a historic level. I think for their for the greatness of their season. If they lose, you know, we might end up depending on how the game goes, talking about you know how the quarterback is still so valuable. No slight on Hurts. I mean, he he's he's good and has had a great year. But it seems like maybe this is a year where a team that plays like Philadelphia should come out on top. Doesn't work like that, but it would make sense. It would make sense, and I believe I saw that yards per carry this season were the highest in maybe 10 years. And so it seems like as teams have shifted to primarily running nickel defense and have gotten smaller and faster on defense to combat these passing games, that a team that can run the football in a physical way would be able to put those types of defenses in a bind. So it does make sense. You know, everything in this league is cyclical. Now they've created the rules now with not being able to touch receivers on the outside, the way they protect the quarterbacks to promote the passing game in the NFL, to promote points, to promote an entertaining, more entertaining product, especially for a casual fan that doesn't want to break down inside zone versus mid zone versus power run schemes. It's easier to root for long passes and big plays. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting how this has played out. And 
you know, you look at Tennessee as the one seed last year, and, you know, they flopped in the playoffs, but they get the one seed in the AFC by primarily just running the football and being bigger and more physical on offense against a bunch of teams that were chasing the Chiefs and trying to match up with their skill guys on offense. <laughs> well, that's a really interesting way to look at it. The, the Bills were one of those teams. You, you know, right? right. I mean, yeah. And and that's been, you know, that's been their 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 state almost stated goal. I don't know if they actually said it, but I mean, you know, I think Brandon Bean's been pretty upfront about knowing who, you know, who they're chasing. Do you think that's the same this year, Eric? Not to like shift away from the Super Bowl entirely, but do you think what is the Bills' focus going into this off season? If there's a target like there has been, has it changed? Is it Cincinnati now because they beat the Bills the way they beat them? Like, how how much does that change anything? You know, you know, reading into the press conferences at the end of the season and, and all of that, you know, you're judging your last performance, that's going to be the one that's most fresh in your mind. I mean, right now, as you look at it, Cincinnati and Kansas City would be the ones that you're essentially chasing. And those are teams that are built primarily to throw the football with, you know, explosive guys on the outside. But, you know, as as we talked about at the end of last season and throughout uh, the 2021 season was the Bills just can't generate enough pressure with a four-man rush. Well, they go out and get Von Miller. He gets hurt. Daquan Jones misses the Cincinnati game, which ended up being a, a, a big piece as well. But in my opinion, you got to be able to put pressure on the quarterback, especially in the playoffs. And without Von Miller, they weren't able to do that. Now, if Von Miller's there, maybe we're having a different conversation. And by all indications, they will get him back for next season and so it's putting pressure on the quarterback making it difficult on him in the playoffs you know this is a defense that's ranked very high statistically the last few years on defense and have played incredible ball but when it's come down to it in those elimination games that you're looking at for the bills the quarterbacks have had too much time to pick apart the the secondary and then you know the bills got to be able to protect josh allen better and from the looks of it Unless you get development from a Shakir, from a Davis, some of these young guys, a McKenzie, you've got to find another weapon for Josh Allen or else you're just going to see teams focus so much in on Steph Diggs. Just quickly, Eric, in terms of Shakir, I don't know whether to think that he needs to be better or that they were disappointed in him or just like they just kind of dismissed the idea. You know, he's a rookie and we have other guys here. The way they turn to Brown even and Beasley at the end, I don't know. Like, what's the what's your interpretation of what happened with Shakir? Because in the preseason, he looked great. I mean, that happens all the time in football. I guess I don't know. I, we all we both wanted to see a lot more from him. We did, and we had high expectations. Now he wasn't an early round draft pick, so it's not like he came in as a first or second or third round pick. So you know, you have to have limited expectations. You got to limit your expectations on that, but. You know, it's, they likely weren't seeing production from him in practice that would indicate that he'd be able to show up on game day and perform in a big way. And so we don't get to see that in practice. And so we're anxious to see him, and we didn't really get the chance to bend towards the end of the year. And it, likely it was proving himself in practice. We got to see him participate, contribute a little bit more in games. And so hopefully this offseason he can develop. And because this isn't, you know – being said it himself, this isn't an offseason where the Bills are going to be able to swing for the fences in free agency. Now, they're going to make moves, and they'll be able to do some things. They'll be able to address some needs, but 
They're going to need to be able to draft well, get healthier, get some guys back, and then develop some of the young talent as well. With Eric Wood on the West Her hotline, one thing I think, not that it's important necessarily, that'll be different about next year's Bill season is the the so-called narrative around them. Because in my opinion, like 2020, wow, what a what an ascension. 2021, you should have had it, still great, Super Bowl favorite. 2022, now we go into 23, and they might still be, they are so far, at or near the top of the, the odds again, but... You know, you know how it goes, Eric. Like a team only gets so many misses, losses before it sort of becomes looked at as a team that has a fault that that, that can't win, uh, not hasn't won, hasn't won, but but really can't win. I don't see them that way. I doubt you do, but I feel like now we're at a point in time where that's going to be some of the conversation about them. Is okay. Well, this is all great, but you better, you know, at least beat the divisional round uh, in 2023. Like we, we need to see it now. Yeah, and and the odds makers, the guys that are they're making the lines, are putting the bills right up there again at the top. But yeah, I believe the national perception will be cooled off a little bit this year on the bills uh, compared to last year. You're right with the way that game ended in Kansas City. Everyone thought if that if that final 13 seconds of overtime goes differently, then the Bills walk away with the Super Bowl. Who knows what happens? But that was what the perception was. And then the Bills add Von Miller, and they have all the guys that they brought in along the defensive line, and everybody was excited nationally. Now I think locally people still have confidence. I know personally I do as well. And you know injuries derailed last season. The all the adversity that they faced eventually caught up to them and the magical ride was over against the Bengals at home. But moving forward, I mean, this organization is in a great spot with one of the top quarterbacks in the entire league with a great head coach and a lot of very solid pieces on this team. A lot lot of uh, excellent pieces, I'll say. When you look around at Milano and – Von Miller coming back, except I mean they just have a lot of star power. Do you do you think if they were going to make any substantial change? We know we got information about the safeties coach being replaced. Do you think if the, if something major, a coordinator being changed out, was going to happen, it would have happened by now, Eric? I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure exactly what their their process will be um, in regards to that. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. But uh, but I'm not exactly sure. You would, uh, yeah. I mean, if you if you're looking at a coordinator position and you're trying to give a guy an opportunity to go find another job, you would think that you would have made a move already mm-hmm. to allow that to happen, whether you have your guy in line or not. So I wish I had a better answer, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I doubt you would say you'd be surprised if Frazier and Dorsey were both back. I mean, the the conversation has been like they've been very high ranking again this year both sides of the ball not quite Philadelphia but still you know high ranking in offense and defense but the way it ended I mean we've all been talking about it here again today and with you in the past like there are questions about defensively maybe even more so Eric just how uh, I guess conservative it might be one word for how they sort of took on the Bengals, what their approach was to Cincinnati. So I guess I'm, not, I'm assuming, I, I think I'm asking you, uh, you wouldn't, you were not going to be surprised if they're both back, 
But um, it, it has been interesting to talk about because the ending was such a disappointment. Yeah, it was a disappointment. And, and look, there, there's criticism that can be had of both coordinators this year. Now, it was Ken Dorsey's first year, and I thought he did a number of things well, especially early in the season, the way they were able to score early in games. You know, a lot of that's scripted drives, and maybe maybe they didn't progress as an offense like we had hoped, but it's smart, it's competitive, and um, as capable as Ken Dorsey is, I think you'll see a jump from year one to year two just with experience. And so, you know, I would be surprised there. And then Leslie Frazier's defenses in Buffalo have been great. And Sean McDermott, I know, has a say on that side of the ball as well. And, look, I was I was critical on the broadcast when I was talking about how far off the guys were in coverage and yeah. they couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. Like, that, that's fair. That That is fair in those moments. But, man, you can't discredit what this Bills team has been on the defensive side of the ball led by Leslie Frazier. I want to swing back to where we started, which is this trip you're about to, to embark on. And you're going to see lots of old friends, you know, guys you played with and against. Um, do, do any of the people that you're close with that have played in the league or are currently still playing in the league have any experience with darkness retreats, Eric? I'm oh. just wondering if you have any idea what Aaron Rodgers is about to embark on here. And T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And have any thoughts on, on what we found out about yesterday. No, and I have questions, too, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to hear him do another podcast with Aubrey Marcus afterwards talking about what all goes down with this. If it's just simply silence for four days, I know I'd probably go stir-crazy. I'm an extrovert, and I, I, my cup is spilled by being around people. Um, so I don't know how exactly that would work for me. But, um, yeah, I'm very interesting. Aaron's an interesting dude. He has been since the time I met him and. 2009 and so um yeah it's interesting kind of how public he is about it too almost like (laughs) he wants the talk as well you know what i mean like he could have done this and no one would have known no one even he's completely off the grid i guess so Mm. no one would have truly known about this but it's almost like now he he wants to be that out there guy yeah no doubt no doubt and you know you have rogers in this this way and then you have tom brady with pictures of himself in his underwear and just cannot he cannot leave us alone uh you like brady i know you've known him do you believe this time he'll stay retired i do but you know i fired the email quickly last year congratulating on on his career and uh i'll, I'll be a little bit more patient this time probably <laughs> you think all right well what's something you mentioned the the golf tournament, maybe. What's something else uh, you can tell us about that you plan to do out in Arizona that will be really fun? Maybe it's not, you know, football related or whatever. Um, me and Richie are competing in a two-man celebrity uh, golf shootout that Jay Feely's putting on on Friday morning. Hoping to come back with some hardware from that, but All right. we'll see if uh, Richie. We'll see if Richie can carry his weight there, uh, which is a lot still. But um, <laughs> but uh, but anyways, no. Uh, I mean, 
honestly, it'll be a lot of dinners, and there'll be it, it, the the stories will probably be better on the back end than on the front end, <laughs> just with who you end up running into and hanging out with and all that out there. Do you have a handicap? Is this a like is is this a handicapped event? I'm I'm honestly not sure. I would assume so. Uh, I'm a five index right now. I had a Florida golf nice. trip recently, bumped me up from a four to a five, so that was nice. That's a nice number. Is that the lowest? Is four like your all-time low, or what? What's been your best ever? Yeah, four was my all-time low. Very good. Did you watch a lot of the Pebble Beach stuff last week with Allen playing and Rogers? I watched some of it, and uh, as a uh, part owner of Encore Golf, which is a Buffalo-based company, I was stoked to see all the publicity Josh got, <laughs> and as well as he was playing, and he was rocking that big old Encore logo and lettering across his hat well eric good luck in the golf and the whole thing it's uh it's a great trip and thank you as always for all your time this year yeah my pleasure stay in touch guys all right see eric eric wood all right indeed yeah there's uh eric and his uh, appearances here even into the off season as we are why not right by uh let's see Northwest Bank, for what's next, get started at northwest.com. And by Arthur Pressman, your DWI attorney. Arthur Pressman, your ticket to justice. Did you ever get to having a handicap? No. 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 You should, though, maybe. Uh, Is that the next step, isn't it? Like, then you can play and stuff? I um, I mean, sure. I, I, I don't know. I don't, you you I, don't want to play and stuff? I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I want to play and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think my number will just be so stupidly high anyway. I mean, I know that's, you know, but that's good. Can be good for I, I, stuff. I, careful. Like, um, I don't think so. Like, I played with you. We played together once, right? Was that the only, Orchard Park? Yeah, this year, yeah. You know, yeah. and you did fine. Like, didn't, yeah. didn't you break 80? No, I got close. I had, I had, I had two rounds in a row that were 81, uh, at Delaware. Where, you know, par is 68 and it's not the hard, you know, so whatever. It's okay. not like, you know. Um, but you're probably under 20, I bet. Yeah, that might be right. You might be. You might come in under 20. That, that might be right. You just got to post everything and, yeah. you know, put yeah. everything out. I don't, yeah. I don't care enough. I don't think <laughs> I know. I can, tell, I can tell. I can tell. I just don't care enough. I, I, did, I, I did. I went and did a simulator thing on Saturday. And um, I don't know that I... It wasn't for me, I think is how I would say it. I, it might be for most people. I just, I, I just, hmm. when I hit bad shots, at least I'm outside. That's that, that's golf to me. Like, eh, you know, <laughs> you, it's nice. You'd like to limit your golf going forward to being outside. To being actually outside, I yes. see. Yes, yes, makes sense. I like that. Yeah, I like that rule. It, was, it, was, it just wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, obviously <laughs> a very different activity. I tend to be the same way. Yeah. All right. Eric Wood is a five, or he was a four. I didn't realize he was that good yeah. a player. I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, why wouldn't he be good at golf? He's got time. Lives well. He's athletic. He's an athlete. That's right. All right. Uh, enough uh, banter. 803-0550, talking Super Bowl. And look what showed up on our doorstep today. The Earth Sports Fortress of Pantheon from 2006. Thank you, Mr. Bauk. Uh talked about that a little bit earlier. I can't, I can't put it down. Just how long ago that was is sort of blowing my mind. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here with lines open. We've got Sal coming up at 5 to talk some more Super Bowl, the matchup, and the Bills offseason. Stay with us. This is WGR. Giving back to my community has always been a big part of who I am. I'm thankful to my father who's right here behind me. 
um, growing up just watching him do community days in our community and uh, I just always was waiting on my time when it came. One of my favorite quotes, it's a blessing to be a blessing. With that being said, I plan to never take this position for granted and always have an urgent approach in making a, a difference in the community where I come from and also communities across the world. Thank you. Congratulations to DeMar Hamlin, honored at the Super Bowl today with uh, the Alan Page Award, I believe it's called, NFLPA. Think he plays again? I know, we don't know him. I, I, I've just been assuming that, that that would be very challenging. Um, so I would be inclined to guess no, but I have no idea. Emotionally? You mean like? Yeah, yeah. Or even physically with what he went through. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, you know, does everything just sort of go back to the way it was or... I, I don't know. I, 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 my thought has been no. I, you know, that I haven't even really thought about the possibility of him playing again. Okay. Yeah, no idea. But seems to have made such a great recovery that yeah. one wonders if he isn't going to be, if he's not there already, uh, to full health. So um, great to hear him there. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Sal Capaccio in half an hour. You know, I made that point earlier, I think, and then also to Eric, just and we've talked about it other times, this idea that like the Bills will be seen differently mm-hmm. now because the season fell so flat in the end. I don't think it's important, though. Like I think that's right, but I can't tell you why I think it matters. Like If, if we're talking about it all year, or if ESPN is talking about it all year, or if people covering the Bills are asking the Bills about it, you know, uh, to whatever extent, it gets sort of dismissed, I think, by the Bills, probably. And I really I think it's interesting, I guess, but I don't think it's important. Do you agree with that? Um, yeah, no, I don't. it's definitely not important. I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll care. Um, I, I, think, I think it'll be interesting to see as, you know, we get through February and into March and, you know, we get all the, all the draft season, free agency, all the stuff. I I think they're. I think the way they're viewed will be probably more positive the farther away you are from them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I I just think the, the every, we're we're closer here. We had so much emotion wrapped up in it and wanted it so bad, and then talked about it every day. You know, Super Bowl favorite, all all the stuff. So when it doesn't come through, I think it's very hard not to feel like there is a mountain of problems that need to be addressed. And um, I think if you're further away from it and not emotionally invested in it, I think you can look at the team more, maybe more objectively. I'm not saying people that are close to it can't be objective, but I, I just I I think it cl- it can cloud our judgment. So. Um, I think from far away, you'd look at this team and go, yeah, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, okay, they maybe will need a new safety or a new linebacker, you know, whatever. They'll figure that stuff out. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't think if I weren't as close to it, I would feel so much of a need for change. Um, and I don't even know that I feel that much of a need for I still would like to see something done on defense. Honestly, like the the way they played, hearing Eric talk about how critical he was even during the game, like, I don't know. I, I, the coaches are people, too, 
and they're just as susceptible to being out of gas, I guess. But with that said, like preparing for your opponent and watching what's happening and reacting to that is different to me than reaching the emotional level you need to reach to go play this sport at the at the highest level. It's it's more of a it's more of a pragmatic it's more of a thinking and it's less about emotion. And so I'm I'm I guess I'm inclined to give players some well some a lot of benefit of the doubt about being quote unquote out of gas. But I really can't. That doesn't fly with the coaches to me. And I don't know. Maybe that's unfair. But I feel like it's a different sort of job. Uh, you you should have been able to either a have a better plan. Okay, well, your plan was bad. Well, react to it. Like, do something else. Well, um, that, that's, to me, the better criticism. Like, that's, to me, more fair than the other. Like, so what would be the – always do this. You know, ask yourself, why would they do the thing they did? Mm-hmm. There's there's going you're, – you're going to find a reason. Almost always. <laughs> mm-hmm. Test me on that if you want. But you're, usually there's an argument yeah. for what they did. And so – the whole week was the Bills, we'll see if they can, but you know, generally they should be able to take advantage of a Bengals offensive line that was down three guys. They were at least okay at pass pressure. The numbers came way down, and turns out they weren't that okay. But why you play the, the way they did, it's that's sort of an assumption you're making, is that you're going to force Joe Burrow to throw the ball pretty quickly and you know just don't get beat deep or even intermediate like if if you're all over them the Bengals are in big trouble like because you know you're playing a little bit soft if you want to use that word but you know that sort of fits with the thinking that the Bills had an edge there that they didn't really prove to have and then I think the weather you know I mean we've we've known this our entire lives about the Bills and football in the snow everybody thinks it's advantage offense and if i'm up on jamar chase and t higgins and they make a move and get by me i mean that can be a touchdown (laughs) that that could be why i'd want to play more conservatively so i think those two things if you want to just put this under this umbrella that they were soft conservative this kind of thinking in terms of how they lined up the secondary then those are reasons why it would make sense it's just they did not get the pass pressure. And the thing that I think is the, the worst part about it is that there were plays, even touchdowns, that the Bills looked like they were confused. And that I don't really understand. Like, why would Poyer or, I mean, just like the, the mm-hmm. Chase touchdown, the Hurst touchdown, you know, Hayden Hurst wide open on that third and 10 out of the timeout. Like, they, the Bills just did not know where to go. Um, they didn't just slip, you know. They didn't know where right, to go. Yeah, and three, that's... three guys all stepped towards Chase and watched Hurst run right past them on the fourteen to nothing play. Yeah, right. So you know, why would that be? Is that on the coordinator? I mean, it can be, but right, these but... guys are pros who they, they practice every right. day. They play every week. They know what how to read. You know what's so different about what the Bengals did there? It was something. It was something, and maybe they were used to seeing. Is this even known? They, maybe they were used to seeing certain combinations from Cincinnati that they didn't get, you know, that came out different in this game, and the Bills were just sort of not ready for for whatever it was yeah. that day. 
So I don't know. Where did we start? Um, like, you know, the perception of them. I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be, we'll, I think we'll, for sake, for sake of conversation here, we'll be harder on them here than I think the national scope will be. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't have to be right about that. I mean, there, there, there might be questions, um, you know, t- to be asked, but, um, you know, in, out, out there, but I, you know, I just think if, if I weren't here and I knew who the bills were as a football fan, I would feel like they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And I do, I honestly, at the end of all this, I mean, we've been talking here for, you know, what, eight minutes, 10 minutes, um, you know, about the game plan against Cincinnati and players being out of gas versus coaches being out of gas. I mostly think they're probably going to be fine too. I mean, but, I, but I, I think they could be better than that. I, I think they could assure that, um, you know, they don't have to get a change right. I mean, it could blow up in their faces. But I just I feel like there's been enough evidence that the, the, the certain game plans, certain tactics are failing them. And so, you know, do I want to trust that after all this time they're going to figure that out? Or would I rather there be you know, a new person who might help them figure that out. I mean, I would favor. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For a new person, but, that, you know, I'm, that said, I'm not all that entirely confident they're going to get it. I also, get it. I also want to say here that I don't think – in a certain way, the playoff loss to Cincinnati and the one the year before to Kansas City belong in the same box. I mean, the the, the game in Kansas City, it was not – I say this all the time. This came out a lot when we were talking about Gabe Davis. It was not like the shootout that it's remembered for being because of like the last five minutes. It was – what, 23-21 at the end of the third quarter after the bomb to Davis in that game last year. I mean, that game's going over the total. I'm not saying it wasn't that, mm-hmm. but it's not like they couldn't stop them at all in the, in that game. It's just that game is about – it's it's not for me about tactics, like this sort of general point about approach to the game. It's that when they had it won, they choked – and for whatever reason that we still don't exactly know, misunderstood the situation. Like that's a that's the Cincinnati thing is the football game, the conditions, the pass rush point, what what's going on? Like why why do the Bills look so different? Frankly, bad on defense in this game. Do you remember the Chief game the way I'm describing? I mean, like it's Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead too. It's not like you should just be able to do things necessarily in in that situation it's just once the once this game or that game got to the crisis point where you know first it was the bills then kansas city back and forth we need to score to have a chance to win well both teams were able to do that like it's the it's the ending for me more than it is yeah no i philosophical thing i i 100 agree but the tactic that failed them is similar to the tactic that failed them maybe all day in the cincinnati game like at the end, I mean, the, the kickoff is its own event, and it seems like somebody got fired or at least was changed out because of what happened on the kickoff, which you know could have. I mean, you you could argue. I I have. I mean, that that might have cost them the game right there. 
because if three or four seconds run off the clock on the kickoff, I don't know that Kansas City's getting to wherever they're getting to kick that field goal. I mean, they could have, I suppose, but it would have been quite a bit harder, I think, to pull that off. So maybe their tactics are entirely different because of that, because of those only few seconds. Um, but in the end, you know, the two offensive plays just it was really soft. And, like, what's the complaint? In a general sense, the complaint about the Cincinnati game was soft. Yeah. I, I, I want to be careful about this point. Like, it's 552 yards, the Chiefs, as I, as I look at the box. <laughs> right, but right. The, the combination of just, like, the sprint, the breakneck ending – both teams, like the Tyreek Hill touchdown before the 13-second stuff, then the overtime, which, you know, would normally, you'd leave that out. Like Aaron Schatz would be on tomorrow. You want to leave out the overtime. It's not a part of a normal game. Anyway, it's just, it's Kansas City. There's going to be yards. There's going to be points. I don't think of that game as, like, disastrous from a defensive scheme standpoint so much. Like, I don't know. You you could you could say it was you could say I, it was. I I I don't think I fe- I didn't really feel that way until the end. Yeah, and I th- but I think the end speaks for itself. I mean, what 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 the, the amount of room how they covered Kelsey, it just it still doesn't make any sense. Sixty four yard touchdown pass to Hill, uh, then the field goal drive at the end of regulation, then the seventy five yard touchdown drive. It's a big it's a big day, but. <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah, of that the, in a normal the, game. Yeah, the Bills' defense was not good that day, but I don't tend to hold it against them the whole day because it was a you know they were playing the Chiefs. Like it's, that's going to happen. It's 550 yards, but 200 of them are after like the two minute warning yeah. of the fourth quarter. <laughs> that, that part, whatever. I, I don't even want to go any further with this. I'm, I'm not trying to make a case here that the Bills were great <laughs> on defense that day. It's just right. like Please I don't do that. I'm not doing that. Actually, I should encourage you to do it. It might be fun. Should I? <laughs> with the even with the Earth Sports Forge the Pantheon being back into circulation, Sal Capaccio at five. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Welcome back. We've got Sal coming up for some Super Bowl talk. What are we getting into the trivia? Man, they used to be. They used to live for that Super Bowl trivia. Let me go look. Uh, Coming up here, we can find Sal likes a good trivia question. We all do. <laughs> to some extent or another, we all do. Sal and I have a draft next weekend. Of course you do. Don't you it's, have a draft on Super Bowl Sunday? It's usually it'd be this Saturday, February fix, year right. seven. And because the Bills had a chance though, and like Sal would have had to travel. Oh, so we didn't yeah, you wanted to schedule it. Yeah, right. Just okay. pushed it back one week. Not too much. You know, I say that. Not too much will be different. Odell Beckham tore his ACL in the Super Bowl last year. Like, he would have been picked in this draft, <laughs> right, and right. then he ended up not playing at all this year. Hey, by the way, is that still a thing? It should be, right? Sure, Be- I Beckham, suppose so. Yeah. He's not just going to retire or anything. He'll play somewhere. Yeah, probably, yeah. Maybe even here. Do we want that like we wanted it? Is it somehow different right now than it was, say, in October? I'm, yeah, I mean, because there's more available to you, whereas, you know, you got to the season and he was, you want to say something about Will Fuller here? He was the only guy really available. Um, Is that even, yeah, that's the right guy, right? Yes. Um, So, you know, if I've got like a whole store to shop in, I don't know that I have to just focus on Odell Beckham Jr., but, you know, I think there's 
it's not it's not it's not a terrible idea to me. Right. Sal coming up. I'm doing something uh it's actually next Friday that I've never done. I'm taking part in a competition. Oh my. That I've never in in a area that I've never competed in. Got want to guess? Uh eating? Close. Drinking. <laughs> You're getting colder. <laughs> Believe it or not, no. Uh, cooking. Cooking. All right. My first ever cooking competition is coming up. Chili, actually. Mm. I think I can nail this. Oh, sure. So what I'm going to do, I have two or three friends coming over for the Super Bowl. I'm going to make three mm-hmm. and and have everybody sample everything and see, you know, like, all right, what are we going with here? Like a team effort. Right, which one's best? Which one should I make for the competition? That kind of thing. Which one needs more cumin? Yeah, okay. You know, let's just let tell me straight. This is big. Yep. So yeah, that that'll be exciting. Sal next after the update, Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, WGR.